raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Glad you're joining us. Semi-state championships being crowned around the state. We'll talk about that, plus some college football and basketball. Right now, though, we turn it over to the star of the show. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, it's great to be with you and Elijah on Semi-State Friday night. And since we last spoke during the break, plenty of scores have rallied into the studio. Let's get right to them. In fact, we know some state championship matchups, starting with Class 5A. We already told you about Decatur Central doubling up Bloomington South Final 24-12. Their opponent for the state title, Fort Wayne Snyder in Class 5A. Snyder moves on after blanking Merrillville. That's a final of 28 to nothing. Fort Wayne Snyder versus Decatur Central for the 5A state crown coming up next week. As for Class 4A, we also know both clubs that are heading to downtown Indy. East Central does it again. They shut out New Palestine 49 to nothing. Their opponent, Northwood. 45-33, Northwood outlasts Leo, and that's a final in Class 4A, Northwood and East Central for a state title. We also know our matchup for Class A. We already told you Indianapolis Lutheran rocked Sheridan 56-14. Their opponent for next week at Lucas Oil Stadium, Adams Central. Fantastic year. Beating North Judson 42-18. Adam Central, of course, a powerhouse from the northeast section of the state, but they get Goliath from Class A Lutheran. Adam Central and Lutheran, that comes your way on Friday night. We know one half of the Class 2A state title. That's because South Bond and North Posey, they're going to play tomorrow at 5 o'clock. North Posey is 12-1. South Bond is 8-5. But we do know in Class 2A, the team that South Bond slash North Posey would be chasing is going to be Fort Wayne Lutheran. 28 to 7 Bishop Lures beats Lafayette Central Catholic great one Lures 28 7 some other scores rolling in we know half of the 3A state title game and look who's heading back once again Chatard the defending champs Indianapolis Chatard all over Knox 42-14. Last year, Chatard beat Lawrenceburg for the state crown in 3A. They are going to get either Gibson Southern or Heritage Hills. All right, so we went through all of that to preview right here in Class 6A. In overtime, we tease this a little bit to close out the 9.30 spots. Ben Davis in OT by a field goal. Knocks off Setter Grove. Game of the night. Mark it down 37-34. Ben Davis, the Giants are moving on. They beat Center Grove. Eric Moore, what a run at Center Grove. Of course, the three-peat, all the legendary things that Coach Moore did with Center Grove in the previous few years. It's now Ben Davis's time. B.D. 
heading to the state title in Class 6A. They will meet either Westfield or Crown Point. We are still awaiting that funnel. So the only games that we have yet to know, at least tonight, 3A Gibson Southern versus Heritage Hills and Westfield and Crown Point in 6A. As we alluded to a minute earlier, Southmont North Posey in 2A. That's tomorrow at 5 o'clock. The winner of that game gets Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. There you go in 4 minutes and 17 seconds. Your semi-state Friday, at least so far. All right, college basketball. There are some NAIA and Division Three scores to get to this evening. It was Hanover over UW-Eau Claire, 81-66. Wabash squeezed out a seven-point win over North Park. Final was 70-63. And Kalamazoo picks up the double-digit win on Bluffton, 83-71, your final there. The Colts are on by this weekend. Bears and the Lions coming up Sunday. Justin Fields will start for the Bears, coming back after missing four games with a dislocated thumb. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. John Herrick joins me from the IHSAA Champions Network. John, what game did you have tonight? Remind me. Uh, The 1A game, uh, Bob, featuring a powerhouse. Lutheran State. Yep, 42 straight wins for them now, dating back to 2020. Uh, before I get to the game, though, Bob, I want to say a big congratulations, though, to DePaul women's basketball coach Chris Huffman, who just won her 700th career game tonight. Uh, I She was a big help to me when I was getting my start in broadcasting at DePaul, so congratulations to her. Um, but as, as for this game goes, Bob, yeah, this was – uh, you know, Lutheran has done this to people a, a, a lot over the last three years. They jumped on Sheridan early. Um, it was it was uh, 35 to nothing before Sheridan scored on a, a 92-yard kickoff return from Nolan Page uh, for a touchdown. But uh, this was a running clock at half. It was 42 to seven, uh, Lutheran, and you know Sheridan still fought, still fought hard. Uh, got a lot of kids in the game. Uh, they graduated eight seniors who all played really hard, but. Lutheran just, uh, as you know, Bob, they're going for a three-peat this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. they've been tough to beat, very tough to beat in that span. Yeah, they have because, you know what, they just dominate the, the point of attack on both sides. They're big, strong, physical. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how, you, <laughs> how you, you're able to compete with them up front. Obviously, for 42 straight times, no one's been able to do it, quite frankly. Yeah, um, and and Bernal, uh, was was a big reason why their offensive line is big. They got guys that are pushing 300 and over 300 pounds, so it's really hard, um, really hard to get penetration if you're on the defensive line. And Braden Hall had six touchdowns tonight running the football, so he's now got 30 rushing touchdowns uh, on the season. Just uh, b- very tough. Uh, with what they're able to do in the run game. But then they got a quarterback who can also throw, Jackson Willis. I mean, they're averaging about 195 yards rushing and about 141 passing. So they're pretty balanced. It's not like they're just one-dimensional and can only pass or only run. Uh, They've been able to beat people in a variety of ways. So um, whoever their opponent is next week, and it looks like it's going to probably be Adam Central. Um, it is, yep. <laughs> so it's going to be a tough tough matchup for Adam Central. But Adam Central, very good in their own right. So battle of unbeatens next Friday. 
Battle of Unbeatens, which is a rematch of last year's state championship. So give me some positives if you're Bud Wright and uh, his Sheridan Ball Club. Number one, you know, Bud, the, the consummate professional, consummate gentleman. Um, but he is uh, he ran into a team that's just bigger and stronger and, and faster than his guys are tonight. Yeah, I think Bud did everything he could to get uh, a lot out of his guys. Uh, Eli Kolb was uh, probably made the play of the night for Sheridan, um, with it being forty. It was forty-two to seven, uh, and then Lutheran was about to score with another Braden Hall touchdown. But Eli Kolb comes up with his fifth forced fumble of the season. He strips Hall of the football at the goal line, runs it back ninety-nine yards for a touchdown. Uh, and that made it 42 to 14. So um, they didn't score after that. But you know that's look. You're you're down by 35 points. It's a really it's really hard to be mentally tough and, and fight right. through adversity in that situation. Uh, but you know that it's probably going to be your final game. So why not make a play? Uh, do something memorable out of it. Um, I, I love seeing guys like that make hustle plays, even when the even when the final score uh, is going to go the way uh, heavily in favor of one team and not mm-hmm. you. You still find a way to fight and play hard no matter what. That was a, a huge moment for them and Eli Cole. But you, you've got ten juniors coming back that'll be seniors next year. You got really good sophomores that'll be juniors. I think both of these teams, Bob, are going to reload. And I also think if you're Sheridan. You go into the postseason, you lost your last two games of the regular season going into sectional. So the fact that you were able to rally and get to semi-state, mm-hmm. uh, you got to mm-hmm. feel really proud of the way uh, you know they were able to hustle through and get to the semi-state round. John Herrick on the call of the Lutheran 56-14 win over Sheridan in semi-state action in single A. John, uh, Don Fisher, um, and uh, Eric's uh, – no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, Rhett Lewis. Rhett Lewis tomorrow. Yep. Rhett Lewis tomorrow. Yep. little football game with the Hoosiers. John, you are the busiest guy I know. We'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow night after a, a big IU win. Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Tony Donahue on the call of a uh, – um, hold on, Greg. No, I'm sorry, Tony Donahue. We'll we'll get to Tony in a second. We'll get to him. We have scoreboard update coming up. After we get this scoreboard update, we'll talk to Tony. Has the uh, Chittard win over Knox and semi-state action? We're glad you're with us. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Semi-state Friday night here on IST. Rolling through all the scores we've got. We'll start from down in Class A, where's Coach Coach Toja before the break. Rematch, Adams Central and Indianapolis Lutheran. Both Adams Central and Lutheran winning their games by wide margins. Lutheran blasting Sheridan 56-14. And Adams Central taking care of North Judson 42-18. Told you about this in the last update, so we're going to have to wait for the final matchup for Class 2A. That's because Southmont is going to take on North Posey tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock. We'll tell you all about that one tomorrow night here on IST. North Posey is 12-1. Southmont is 8-5. But those two teams, they know who they are going to want to play, and that's Fort Wayne Lures, who... 
scooped up a 28-7 win over Lafayette Central Catholic. So Fort Wayne Bishop Lures is on their way to the state title. Of course, a long history of football excellence over there in the 2-6-0. They are not the only team, though, from the fort to head to Lucas Oil Stadium tonight. That's because Fort Wayne Snyder picked up the shutout win over Merrillville, 28 to nothing, up in Class 5A. So Snyder will head to downtown Indy. Their opponent, Decatur Central, the great and proud alma mater of our friend Eddie Garrison. 24-12, Decatur Central doubles up Bloomington South. Quickly, Class 4A, Northwood edges Leo 45-33. Their opponent, East Central, they're back 49-0 over New Palestine. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Semi-state action tonight in 3A, Chittard, 42-14 winners over Knox. Tony Donahue on the call of this ball game. Tony, an impressive win for the Trojans tonight. Yeah, it was an impressive start to the night. They got an interception on their first defensive possession, uh, turned that into six points, two plays later. Uh, a, a quick touchdown by Shaw. He had three on the night. They blocked a punt in the first quarter, scored again. Uh, they put 14 points up on the board in about three minutes and 25 seconds, and it was all Trojans from there. Uh, just a very balanced effort for Coach Doyle's squad as it's been all season. Um, Daniel Shaw had a 25-yard touchdown to kind of cap it off his third of the night uh, to make the final score 42-14. to A great season for Knox. Uh, Two-and-a-half-hour bus ride down. They played great in the second half. Uh, just struggled to get off the to get off the snide there early in this game, and mm-hmm. uh, they found themselves on twenty-one nothing. Shatard scoring on five straight possessions in that first mm. half. A seventy-three-yard touchdown run by Shaw. Ortega got into the action. Colin Guy had a couple catches as well tonight. So a very balanced attack per usual by the Bishop Shatard Trojans tonight. Yeah, you know what they're they're known for being able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides, and they're own, known for their punishing ground game. But to be able to add a little twist to, with passing against a, a tremendously a talented and well coached team like Knox, it's hard to get two and a half hours and get off the bus and come off to a great start. That that that's difficult to do, no matter who you are. Yeah, and I talked to the coaching staff from Knox earlier, and luckily they, they they put some money together, got got a luxury bus. Shout out to the Knox Redskins faithful. Their entire bleacher on the other side was jam-packed. It was standing mm-hmm. room. All their fans were lined up. Uh, mm-hmm. All fans, a great showing for Knox. They're a young team. You know, they're starting quarterback, McLaughlin. He's a sophomore. He will be back next year. Uh, and this is a team that is set up for the future. And, and you know, the, the battle might have been lost tonight getting the semi-state. Uh, but they still have a chance to make some noise in 3A over the next couple of years. Uh, but Shatard is going to play Friday in the state championship game. Uh, they got Riley Kinnett back tonight. He scored a 73-yard touchdown run. I, I talked to Coach Doyle uh, before the game, and he said, we don't have any injuries. And I said, well, that's 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 probably the best thing you can ever ask for in my state, um, and they can beat you in so many different ways. I think they've had fourteen or fifteen different players catch passes for them this season, uh, and, and and I'm excited to see what Shatard can do coming up uh, on Friday in the state championship. They look to go back to back. Tony Donahue, great job as always, Tony. Shatard moves on to the championship in three A with a forty two fourteen win over Knox. Uh, they'll find out if they'll play Gibson Southern or Heritage Hills a little bit later on tonight. Tony, thanks. Have a great night. 
Appreciate it, Coach. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Let's move to 4A. Chuck Freeby from WHME, the Hall of Famer from WHME. Northwood with a 45-33 win over Leo. Chuck, thanks so much for the call. Very impressive win for Northwood tonight. It really is, Bob, and one of the reasons it's so impressive is Northwood has completely changed the way it plays offense from about the middle of the season to now. The Panthers came into the season as a passing team, and believe me, Owen Rader can still sling it. He had two more touchdown passes tonight. But they ran the ball, Coach, for 350 yards on the ground. (laughs) Two 100-yard rushers in Landon Perry and their quarterback, Owen Rader, who busted off three big runs in this one. And then the Michigan commit, JoJo Edmond, late, had a 55-yard run to help seal the deal. Oh, speaking of 55, how about a 55-yard field goal by their kicker, Dominic DeFreitas, to set a scoop record? It was all cylinders on the attack tonight for Northwood. They needed it. Leo can put points on the board, too. They got a great game out of Kansas. The game kind of turned in the third quarter, Coach, when Caden the outstanding Leo player who's committed to play at Ohio University went down with a leg injury. That changed the way that they got mm. standing receivers, and that kind of made the difference in the game. That's too bad. You I mean you hate to see that for any kid uh, at that point in their career? You get to this milestone and you have to go go out that way. It's just all Northwood tonight. I mean, it, obviously, it, it's a very a very talented, um, excuse me, very very talented Leo team. But with Northwood's playing at that level, that's hard to beat. They played physical football. Really have committed to that. That's. What Nate Andrews grew up with, playing for his dad, Jim. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Jim Andrews died in a tragic car crash back in the 90s. They named the field at Northwood High School for him. Mm -hmm. Jim Andrews' wife went on to marry a fellow by the name of Rich Dodson. Rich Dodson Mm. was the coach (laughs) who led Northwood to its only state title in 2005. He's Nate Andrews' stepdad. And now Nate Andrews will be going to Lucas Oil Stadium with his sons as ball boys next to him, just as he was a ball boy next to his dad for their first state finals trip. That is a great story. A tragic story, but a great one nonetheless. That's the reason why he's in the Hall of Fame, everyone. Chuck Freeby from WHME, Northwood over Leo, 45-37. Thank you so much, Chuck. Coach, always a pleasure. Uh, 45-33, so Northwood and East Central next week in the 4A state finals. I have the feeling there will be some points scored. <laughs> I think you're right. Thanks a lot, Chuck. Have a great night. You too. Paul Condry, the man himself, the uh, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame, Indiana Football Hall of Fame, Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame, wrote the book. It's called Indiana Football Digest, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, has a great one tonight in 5A. Snyder, 28-0 winners over Merrillville. Got to tell you, Paul, I'm surprised that Snyder tosses a shutout tonight. I'm surprised too, Bob, but I tell you, those guys can play some ball. Make no mistake about it. They came out, punched Maribel in the chops. As a matter of fact, uh, Maribel did not even have any offensive uh, opportunities in the second half. As a matter of fact, 
it was about five minutes to go in the second quarter, I think, was the last time they were in uh, Snyder territory. Just a dominating performance, both uh, defensively and offensively. Uriah Buchanan, 18 rushes, 94 yards. He got to Gordy Howe hat-trick with three consecutive scores, and they scored another defensive touchdown. Snyder has eight defensive touchdowns and 26 interceptions and wow. 12 football and with 13 football games now. That is just unbelievable. No, unbelievable to think of that team so good. Lucas Rohrbacher was outstanding. Member of our Indiana Football Digest primetime 25, but they are ball hawking defense limited. Maryville, uh, and on every opportunity that they had. So Maryville did have an opportunity early on in the game on a muff punt, which could have got them off to an early lead. But the Snyder defense uh, thwarted the Maryville scoring opportunity, and with that, it ended up uh, it was seven nothing at the half, and then it was all Snyder in the second half as they just. Uh, took the uh, Pirates out to the woodshed in the uh, in the fourth quarter and ran and ran away with this, winning twenty eight to nothing. And then that Snyder's going to be uh, be taking on Decatur Central in the state championship game on Friday night. This will be an interesting matchup. Uh, you and I are going to talk about these games tomorrow night as we normally do on, on Saturday. Uh, great season for Merrillville. You hate to see it end the way they did, but uh, had another uh, very, very successful season. It was. Uh, during the conference, uh, at the last, uh, last, I don't know what the final score in the Westfield Crown Point game, but to get two teams from the same conference into the uh, the final four grouping with Crown Point and Maryville, that's uh, something pretty cool. But you know, Maryville, this is the third straight. Uh, this is the third time they've come to Fort Wayne to, with a tra- with a chance to go to Indianapolis, and they're now 0 for three. That is too bad. Congratulations to Kurt Tipman and his Snyder ball club. Paul Condry on the call of Snyder's 28-0 win over Merrillville in 5A. Uh, solid, solid win. We'll find out. Well, they'll be playing. Snyder will play Decatur Central. Paul, tomorrow night, look forward to our Saturday night conversation. Have a great night and be safe on the highway. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you. Thank you. Scoreboard update coming up. More football. We'll talk about the East Central and uh, New Pal game when we come back after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
We got one in 3A just decided by a field goal. Heritage Hills holds on to beat Gibson Southern 23-20, which means Heritage Hills has punched their ticket to downtown Indianapolis. They're going to take on Chittard next week from Lucas Oil Stadium. Chittard crushed Knox 42-14. Of course, Chittard, they beat Lawrenceburg last year for the state championship, and boy, the ring's piling up for Chittard for one, but they're going to get another chance at one this coming weekend at Lucas Oil Stadium, but Heritage Hills and Chittard coming up for the Class 3A state title. Greg Rakestraw is going to tell you more about the Ben Davis overtime win over Center Grove, 37-34. As well, Rob Moorhead coming up with a report on East Central shutting out New Palestine, 49-0. Elsewhere, awaiting on a final between Westfield and Crown Point, getting late. Westfield just scored. So we'll see when that one goes final. The Shamrocks are going to meet Ben Davis. Regardless of what happens, you heard from Paul Condry just a moment ago. No matter what happens in Class 6A, whether it's Westfield or Crown Point, that's going to be a barn burner as BD punches their ticket to the state title. Class 5A, we know Fort Wayne Snyder's heading down to the 317 from the 260, 28-0. Snyder winners over Merrillville. Decatur Central doubled up Bloomington South 24-12. Decatur Central and Fort Wayne Snyder next weekend at Lucas soil and of course the rematch in class a indianapolis lutheran 56 sheridan 14 and adam central takes care of north judson 42 18 lutheran adam central again for the crown in 1a I'm- welcome back everyone i'm bob lovell this is network indiana's indiana sports talk Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network joins me. He has the distinct honor and privilege of calling the 6A battle between Center Grove and Ben Davis. Center Grove three-time defending champs. Ben Davis having a spectacular year. This one goes to Ben Davis, 37-34. Greg, thanks so much for the call. What a spectacular game tonight. You know, I keep sitting here thinking how lucky I am. A, I, I get to talk to you every Friday and Saturday night. B, yeah, yeah, what I get, what, yeah. what I get to do for a living. And C, I have seen Ben Davis three of the last four weeks, and they have beaten teams the ilk of Brownsburg, Cathedral, and Center Grove, and they have won all of those games by three points apiece. They came from eighteen back to beat Brownsburg in the fourth quarter. They beat Cathedral with a field goal with less than three minutes to play. And after being up in this game, Bob, 28-10 to 10 late in the third quarter, and Center Grove coming back to take a 31-28 lead, Ben Davis hits a field goal um, with seven seconds to play in regulation to send it to overtime and then wins in overtime on their first offensive snap of overtime. Center Grove had the ball first, got stopped on three downs. They make a field goal. First play from the 10-yard line, Thomas Gotkowski finds Nate Williams, who is his leading receiver on the season, but that was Nate's only catch of the game. It's the only one that mattered. Ben Davis wins 37-34, and 6A will have a new champ for the first time since 2019. Russ Mann has done, I'm not exactly sure what superlative you could use. Whatever one you want to use is probably appropriate. He's done a, an admirable job of bringing this team together. First year as a head coach. They know him. He's been part of the program. But still, that's a that's a daunting task to be able to do. And they've just gotten better and better and better. And you talked about it. It was a, a fantastic run that they've been on in the tournament. You know, I, I kind of wonder, and again, it's still possible at some point in time next Saturday night, 
you know, does the cumulative effect of, of the teams you have played catch up with you at some point in time? Whether it's Westfield or Crown Point, again, Ben Davis mm-hmm. knows they will face a first-class opponent in our state's final football game of the high school season next Saturday night. But you could say that this is as impressive of a gauntlet as any team mm-hmm. has gone through to potentially make a, you know win a state championship, let alone making a state championship. Right. And, right. and obviously, I've been, I've been around doing this for a while, and this is now the 12th year of, of us having a 6A class. And there has never been a year where 6A has been as deep with good teams as it is this year. Ben Davis has already beaten three of them. they got a chance to potentially beat one more for what would be a 10th state championship in program history. Well, man, oh, man. Um, winning three in a row is magnificent. I mean, Center Grove has done something yes. few schools have been able to do and win three. Um, and, and it's just uh, – you know, if not for a field goal, maybe they get a chance to play for four. It's a, uh, although it's disappointing. Clearly, uh, they've had an unbelievable run uh, in the tournament and in the regular season these past three or four years. The line that immediately came to mind was, uh, you know, Rudy T's quote about the 1995 Houston Rockets when they won back-to-back titles and they did so as a six seed, and, and he says, "Never underestimate the heart of a champion." We saw that from Center Grove tonight. They led 10-7 at halftime. Ben Davis rattles off three touchdowns in, in, the, in the third quarter to lead 28-10. Back come the Trojans to take that 31-28 lead. A lot of teams mm-hmm. would have packed it in at 28-10. They did not. Uh, Tyler Cherry is going to play at Duke University next year. Uh, and, and we said to this in the postgame show, too. You know, Those were very hard shoes to fill with Taven Jackson, uh, what he did yeah. for a couple of years, starting quarterback at Center Grove and really was a three-year starter, but two years as a state champion. But he leaves as the school's all-time leading passer, completion completion percentage, single-season touchdowns, et cetera. Bob, he threw for 402 yards tonight. You know, this was not – Wow. It was your typical Center Grove team in terms of their success, finishing at 11-2. and two. It was not your typical Center Grove team in terms of how this team was built. They were a good rushing team, not a great rushing team. They were a team that was built on the passing game and the strength of their quarterback. And while he didn't win tonight, uh, he, he won a lot of hearts and minds. And again, to finish against that Ben Davis defense with over 400 passing yards, um, mm-hmm. it's a great individual accomplishment. I know he's disappointed in the loss, but he has a lot to be proud about, about a tremendous two-year run as a starting quarterback at Center Grove. Greg Rakestraw on the call of the uh, Center Grove and Ben Davis matchup. Ben Davis, 37-34 winners in this one in 6A. Greg, thank you. Enjoy the night. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Rob Moorhead from WRBI in Batesville joins me. He has the call in the 4A battle between New Palin, the defending champs, East Central. East Central owns this one, 49 nothing winners over New Palestine. Rob, what an impressive display of football tonight by the defending champs. Coach Lovell, it really was just total dominance by East Central. From the opening kickoff, the Trojans won the toss, elected to defer. They put their uh, tough defense out on the field first and held New Pal to a three and out. Trojans got the ball and went 86 yards, capped off by a seven-yard touchdown run from Mr. Football candidate Josh Ringer. 
Trojan defense held up the next two times that New Pal had the ball. New Pal did not get a first down the entire first quarter. Uh, Ringer was able to take another one in at the start of the second quarter from one yard out for his second touchdown. Uh, he finishes the night with 20 carries for 117 yards. That's probably his lowest output of the year. New Pal was really keen on him throughout the contest. Still, he gets 117 yards and two touchdowns. But East Central tonight, Coach, they ran an offense that they haven't run since week three when they played Cincinnati Moeller. They went back to their double-wing T offense. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Yeah, Coach, you know. So East Central ran, uh, accumulated 479 yards tonight, Coach, every one of them on the ground. They only attempted one pass. It was incomplete. Wow. They ran up 479 rushing right. yards against New Pal. Um, it was just a fantastic performance. Dylan Maxwell, who played the right side of that double-wing tee, got 14 carries for 251 yards and two touchdowns. And then freshman Ryan Mingus was the running back in that double-wing tee. He carried it eight times for 99 yards. I think we got to find a yard somewhere and give the freshman 100, Coach. <laughs> but he also had right. two touchdowns. And uh, Cole Burton, the quarterback, who is very capable of throwing the football, but he's also a team player, and he said, you need me to hand it off, I'll do that. And I'll tell you what else about Cole Burton, Coach, in that double-wing offense, when he hands it off, he becomes one of the leading blockers then. And East Central's throwing three guys from the backfield at the point of attack and just really playing with dominance and blowing up New Pal at the line of scrimmage. And then for the defense to shut out, this vaunted new pal oh, yeah. offense yeah. was really incredible. What's incredible is that you basically go to an offense you haven't used uh, all year long and you dominate one of the best defensive teams in the state. No doubt about it, Coach. And, and like I said, it's what they did to Cincinnati Moeller. Moeller's still playing in the Ohio State playoffs. They won big again tonight. East Central beat them 28-14 to back in week three using that offense. And then they put it on the shelf and said, we're not going to show it again <laughs> until we need it in the state tournament. Right. And they knew right. going into this, this new pal game that they would need it. And they broke it out tonight, and, and it was impressive. And who knows what we'll see next week. They're going to have a Northwood team. I got to sit here and listen to my buddy Greg Rakestraw on there. Coach Rake told me back in early September, he said, if East Central makes it, it'll be Northwood coming out of the north. And as we know, Rake's a prognosticator, and he had it right. He's that. He's Rob Moorhead from WRBI in Batesville. Tonight in the 4A championship, East Central returns to defend their championship. They beat New Palestine 49-0. Rob, thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend. Coach, I appreciate it. Hope to see you next weekend. Looking forward to being up in Indianapolis. I look forward to it. Good. Yeah, I get to, get to call the 3A and 5A next week on IHSA Champions Network, and then I'll be back on local radio on Saturday with this 4A game. What a great weekend of high school football we're going to have Absolutely. next week, and can't wait to be there. You're the best. I appreciate you thinking of me. Have a great time today or tonight, and uh, enjoy the weekend next weekend. Thank you, Coach Lovell. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Scoreboard update coming up. What a night. What a great night. We're glad you're with us on Indiana Sports Talk. 
I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. If you thought one semi-state Friday game from Class 6A going to overtime was crazy, how about two? Westfield and Crown Point are in overtime as we speak. It's the last active game of the night. So the game went to overtime, tied at 24. The Shamrocks of Westfield trailed 17-0 to Crown Point at halftime. Westfield came all the way back. They tied it up. And the Shamrocks scored the first touchdown of OT, a two-yard run for Kendall Garnett, talented running back for them. But Crown Point, they answered with a touchdown of their own. Seamus Malaski, that's an incredible name, by the way, caught a seven-yard touchdown to tie the game at 31. 31 all in overtime. We continue to go. Westfield and Crown Point, that game again, the last active game of the evening for a chance to meet Ben Davis for the 6A crown. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we're going to give you a full breakdown of every single score from Semi-State Friday. For now, we'll take a look at some Indiana girls basketball. Scores from around the high school ranks. There's plenty of county tournaments happening, beginning with the Lafayette tournament. Harrison West Lafayette defeated Lafayette Jeff, final of 54-34. Rensselaer Central got the dub against Benton Central, 60-56. The Putnam County tournament, North Putnam 50, Cloverdale 36, and South Putnam. They score 50 as well, 50-31 over Greencastle. What a night. I'm Brendan King, Network Indiana. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk some more football. 3A championship game in the semi-state. Gibson Southern Heritage Hills square off. Heritage Hills wins this one 23-20 from WAXL in Santa Claus. Steve Kolb. Steve, what a great game and what a tremendous win for the Patriots tonight. Really, really an outstanding game. And, And to fully tell you the story of this game i've got to take you back of course these two are conference rivals pocket athletic conference they met back in week six at gibson southern the titans won by three heritage hills was down three scores in the second half uh got within three with a touchdown with less than two minutes to go could not recover an onside kick so we take you to tonight heritage hills Hmm. 16 nothing at halftime Scored a mm-hmm. touchdown on their first drive of the second half and led twenty-three to nothing. That just happens to be a three-score lead. Yeah, but the Patriots made some errors—a fumble and a snap over the punter's head—that uh, gave Gibson Southern some momentum, and they came back like good teams do. They scored a couple of second-half touchdowns and got within three. They had to onside kick with a minute 47 to go after their last score to get within three, and Heritage Hills recovered 
and uh, bled out the clock to win by three points. So very similar, but that doesn't really even tell the full story of this game. Heritage Hills was so much better on offense this time with the running game than they were first time around against Gibson Southern. Couldn't run it well. Threw some amazing touchdown passes with their sophomore quarterback, uh, Jack Goldsberry, last time. This time it was the running game that was much, much better as the Patriots ran it. Um, what do we have? 261 yards of total offense uh, and uh, 205 of those on the ground tonight. Um, one huge pass play at the end of the first half. Jack Goldsberry completing a pass to his favorite target, Tyler Ruxer, big 6'3", sophomore, in double coverage, made the catch, uh, contested on a jump ball at the one, fell down, held onto the football, and fell over the defender into the end zone for a touchdown. <laughs> that was a huge play in this football game. But mm-hmm. one of the very biggest things is after Gibson Southern scored uh, to get within 10 in the second half, Heritage Hills took the ensuing kickoff with 56 seconds to go in the third quarter. They uh, went on a 17-play drive after starting at their own 14-yard line, had the ball for 17 plays. Now, they did not score, had a fourth down and four from the Gibson Southern five-yard mm-hmm. line and did not gain a yard, turned it over on downs with just 4-10 to go and still a 10-point lead. Gibson, a very impressive two-minute drill drive to come down and score to get within three with a minute 47 to go. But that drive was as big. And that's what Heritage Hills football used to do back in the Bob Clayton days. Nothing but the wishbone formation and mm-hmm. leading the clock mm-hmm. when they had a lead and just playing smash-mouth football. That's what they did in that drive, almost exclusively the wishbone and pounding the football and picking up first downs and I know there's a lot of former Patriots and longtime Patriot fans who loved that drive. They just wish they would have punched it into the end zone mm-hmm. and not uh, kept it just a 10-point game. But Patriots uh, reverse fortunes from that first time around and back to Lucas Oil Stadium for the second time in four years. They were there in 2019 and, uh, well, very familiar opponent for Heritage Hills, Bishop Chittard. I'm imagining <laughs> won that three and, you know, mm-hmm. it's far from the first meeting for the Patriots and the Trojans. They have seen each other in the postseason a ton over the years, and they'll lock horns one more time next Friday afternoon. Steve Kolb on the great call of the uh, 3A battle. Gibson Southern and Heritage Hills. Heritage Hills wins this one 23-20, as he said, taking on Shatard for the championship. Steve, thanks. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks so much for the call. Looking forward to seeing you next weekend, Bob. So am I. I look forward to it. Thank you very much, Steve. Coming up, we're going to talk some more football. We're going to squeeze in some college basketball in the next hour or two. Full day tomorrow. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night on the show. we got some uh, high school football, some college football. We'll talk a little uh, basketball. Fun, fun day tomorrow. Much more to come in this next hour on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. On a night like tonight, I'm along for the ride. The star of the show is our scoreboard update anchor, Brendan King. What a fun night. Uh, Fun, fun night. Championships is nothing better than a night when we are deciding championships. Coach, I got some – I got an update for you. Talk to me. Hey, so, of course, Ben Davis beat Center Grove 37-34 in one single overtime. How about double overtime, Crown Point 38, Westfield 31 final? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. CP for the the double OT. Unbelievable. Wow. This thing that you you had it. So take me back through how they get to this point. You did a great job in the the update. But so refresh my memory because as you know, I do listen to you, but I also have a couple of things going on uh, that need my attention while you're doing that. Understood. But I do have that in front of me still. So, yeah, game went to OT, tied at 24, Coach. I mean, incredible that Westfield even got there. They were down 17 nothing at halftime. And Westfield able to tie it up. Game went to OT 24-24. Westfield did score, Coach, the first touchdown of OT. Kendall Garnett, mm-hmm. who is a terrific running back for them, right, scored. Right. But that was answered by a seven-yard touchdown reception from my favorite name ever, Seamus Molaski. That's incredible. <laughs> That's the best name I've ever heard. Uh, game tied at 31, double OT, Noah Ehrlich, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, two-yard touchdown run, 38-31. Westfield, of course, got the ball, did not score, and that was that. Wow. All right, so we have matchups. We do. Oh uh, man, man, oh man! Uh, what, what? It's always great. They're all, they're all good matchups. We have one repeat. We have Lutheran yep. and Adams Central uh, in in one A. Um, we we have Southmont and North Posey tomorrow to determine who will play um, Bishop Lures. Yep. Right. Um, Gibson, I mean, Heritage Hills will play Chittard, which we mentioned. East Central plays Northwood. Uh, and then in the 5A, it's Decatur Central taking on Snyder. And, as you mentioned, Crown Point playing Ben Davis. These are, these are, these are great matchups. And you're doing which one, 2A? Yeah, I got 2A. So I, uh, I got to figure out who I'm doing tomorrow. South Modern North oh, we'll Posey. Help, we'll help you out. We'll help you out with that. Yeah, we will be. We'll be glad to help you out tomorrow yeah. night. You with us tomorrow night? I'm right? with you tomorrow night. All right. When we come back, top of the hour, I want you to explain to me uh, how your Bulldogs uh, they did not do well at Michigan State. So we're going to talk about that plus more college basketball. Right now, though, focus is on semi-state football. There's uh, one more weekend of football. It's been a fantastic football season. And uh, it's going to culminate, obviously, next weekend. Top of the hour scoreboard update with our guy, Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.